0: Uninformed, you know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to dumb idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus, be cursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. They are different kinds of service but the same Lord. There are different kinds of workings, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one of them, manifestations of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit, to another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another, miraculous powers, to another, prophecy, to another, distinguishing between Spirits, to another, speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit and he distributes them to each one, just as he determines. Amen.
1: Just as a body, through one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one Spirit, so as to form one body whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. And so the body is not made up of one part, but many. Now if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? The whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honourable, we treat with special honour. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together giving greater honour to the parts that lacked it, so there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honoured, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it.
2: God's words, not ours, not mine, God's words. We are all part of his body. He prepares us. He brings us together. You're here for a reason. You are here for a reason. I've said that in previous sermons. In previous sermons, I've talked about you're here for a reason for you, but you're also here for a reason for everyone else. You have a role. I've got a clip which... Probably I should show halfway through the talk uh, but we'll just do it now anyway okay that's exactly what I want to say but I'm not so sure how clear it is the point I was trying to convey really was that how people look at gifts how people interpret a gift is it something like the kids did and get really, really excited about? Is it something like the toys did and think, oh, um, what am I going to do with it? Um, um, it could be something that matches what I need. It could be something that replaces me. It could be something that I don't want. It could be something that is not really for me. That's what was happening in that clip. The toys, some wanted a Mrs. Potato Head. Right? What Woody wanted was a toy that didn't replace him. What the kids wanted was the absolute best thing that they could possibly get. Now, God's given us some gifts. The passage in Corinthians talks about them. God's given us some gifts. I'm going to go back to my notes now. Even though I'm ad-libbing there and it's, uh, it may be a bit disjointed. In, in 1 Corinthians, chapter 12, it talks about the gifts of the Spirit. It clearly says that the gifts are for everyone. It says in verse 7, he says, if he can find it, now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Now, it says to each one. That means each one. One. That means each of us. That means each of you. Right. Where do you go with that thought? So, it says that you have been given a series of gifts. Let's just have a quick look at the gifts. The gifts that it talks about, uh, can you put that up? I think it's in eight uh, onwards, I think. One, can, it's the first reading so to one there is given through the spirit a message of wisdom to another a message of knowledge by means of the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to another gifts of healing by that one spirit to another miraculous powers to another prophecy to another distinguishing between spirits to another speaking in different kinds of tongue and to still another the interpretation of tongues I don't know about you I read those gifts and sometimes I look at them and think what on earth is that on about because I don't really know I understand them all and I certainly look at them and think are they still real today are they still pertinent to the church are they still what we what we should be looking for answer yes answer absolutely definitely yes those gifts are still here for each one of us Not a discussion point, not an arguing point, absolutely the truth, right? You may think to yourself, well, okay, I can accept some of those gifts. I can believe some of those gifts. Maybe the gift of the word of knowledge or the word of wisdom or the gift of faith. But miracles, miraculous works, healing, really? I know in in the past years we've had healing services here and we do believe in healing in this church but when I first stumbled across the gifts I found them almost impossible almost impossible to believe to be sat in a church when somebody suddenly gets up and starts speaking total gobbledygook in my mind and not not like sort of quietly and not for seconds but for maybe two minutes i tried that once i tried speaking in rubbish for two minutes it ain't that easy you end up repeating yourself again and again and again and again and again and and you've no idea what it is and it's rubbish but when you're speaking in tongues you're speaking because it's god's spirit and god is telling you what to say and you via your God's spirit are speaking to god and the spirit in you is telling god about you and about the needs of the church I found that hard I found it harder when two people got up and interpreted it and they both said exactly the same I thought this has got to be fixed you know this can't be real here somebody's got to set this up and this has to be a con but it wasn't so then a few years later I actually prayed that I get the gifts of the spirit and I would be able to speak in tongue and I could and I can but I don't speak in tongues publicly. I speak privately. I don't know what I'm saying. I have no idea what I'm saying. But I know that the Spirit within me is talking to God. Healing. Whoa. Big point on healing. Healing services. The first one I went to was in, in the 80s, late 80s. And I took my dad. I might have mentioned this before, but I'll tell you it again anyway. My dad, um, been to church all his life, CV, same seat. Um, He he was a Christian. I never knew how big his faith was, I never knew how much his faith was, but he went to church every week that he could. Um, He supported me going to church. His brother went to church, it was a family thing. But, never once did we talk about church outside of church so when I moved out when I got married I went and started going to this semi-evangelical church that some know about in culture to a screen and they had a healing service and I'm sort of thinking okay my dad's been complaining recently of his health I'll talk to him and see if he wants to come <laughs> I was absolutely gobsmacked. he put the same suits on that he went to to St. Luke's same suit that he's worn every week for about 30 years and he turned up at this healing service and I sat there thinking to myself I really don't know how you're going to accept this or what you're going to do about it so the preacher gets up and he stands at the front of the church and he basically um, starts talking and then he invites people to come up and to be healed. And people go forward, as they do. And some go, bang, and fall over on the floor. And somebody's behind them, so they don't bang their head. And clearly, that's, that's planned. But then some people just stand there, and, and you know people get prayed with. And most people seem to come back with a smile on their face. So you're sort of thinking to yourself, well, perhaps something's worked. So then the preacher made another call. And the next thing I knew, my dad had got up. And he'd gone and joined the queue. (laughs) At this point, you could have knocked me down with a feather. And I'm big. But you could have knocked me down with a feather. Because I am looking at him in total. I'm looking at the the preacher, who I don't know, thinking. And I just could not understand what it was that had made my dad get up. Not a clue. And yet he did. So then he went forward and the preacher talked to him. And they had a little come together and my dad put his hands up and the preacher prayed with him and touched him and laid his hands on him and my dad didn't fall over I mean he was in his 60s nearly 70 at the time so he didn't fall over and then he turned around and he came back and he sat at the side of me and I I, I, you just want to say to him what happened what was that about so I did (laughs) What, what what happened then dad he said, uh, well, I, I, I felt I should get up and be prayed with. And I sort of thought, um, okay. Well, well, what did you say? He said, well, I told him I had bad sinuses. He said, right, and? Well, he said, he prayed with me. He said, oh, come on, Dad, tell me, what's happened? Do you feel any better? He said, I can breathe perfectly clearly. My sinuses are clear. I said, Wow. And he wasn't smiling, and I'm thinking to myself, why aren't you smiling? You should be ecstatic. He said, because there are other things wrong with me, and he only said that one. You've got to be you've got to you've got to think to yourself, get up again then. (laughs) But no, at that point in time, I had absolutely no doubt. I knew my dad. You do. When somebody you trust gets healed, you have no option but to believe it because it has to be true. And that's exactly what happened. Now, that's 2,000 years after Jesus was around efficiently, effectively. And it's only 25 years ago. Now, the gifts of healing have not stopped in those 25 years. And neither have the other gifts. So if I believe in one of those gifts, I have no option but to believe in them all. I've experienced words of knowledge. I've experienced prophecies. I know that they happen. My question to you is, do you believe in them? Do you know that they happen? Do you have that faith that you, you, each one of you here, can actually go home and say to God Father I am ready I am ready give me the gifts that you want to give me give me the power that you want to give me give me the ability that you want to give me now have you had that conversation with God have you put yourself in that position that you wait on him to give you that sort of gift Do you you even agree with that? Or have you just never thought about it? I would advise you to think about it. You're in this church for a reason. You're here because God has brought you here. You're here to fulfill His work. You are part of His body. Even if you're only visiting, you are still part of His body. Sally and Andrew have given us prayer lists and kept in communication with us ever since they left our role in their church is to prayerfully support them their role in our church is to prayerfully do the same we all have a role in this body all of us you can't shirk it because if you are, if you do you're not part of it if you can stand as it says in 1 Corinthians verse 3 I think it's verse 3, where it says, if you can actually say that Jesus is Lord, then you say that by the power of the Spirit. That's what that Bible reading just said. That means you saying Jesus is Lord means you've got the Spirit of God in you. You have the Spirit of God in you already. Now, move on with it. Let the Spirit use you. Let the Spirit fill you we have a really talented congregation that music group for all my sarcasm is outstanding right? the things that we do in this church treats, messy church party in the car park absolutely fantastic but they all creak they all creak because we, we've not quite got enough helpers we've not quite got enough to actually keep everything going that we would like to keep going And yet there are people in the church who maybe don't do as much as they could. Look at that. Look at it. Are you here and could be doing more? Are you here and could be doing a lot more? Andy stood up at the uh, church meeting and talked about the fact that we're struggling in boys' brigade. We've been struggling in Boys, Brig- Boys Brigade for many years with leaders. We're not short of kids. God brings kids in. Why? Because the Boys Brigade is the church's youth work. We stopped doing a youth club about 12 months ago. And the Boys Brigade and Girls Association is now the church's youth work, apart from Sunday School and Messy Church. And yet, there's maybe three leaders who go to church, who are involved in it. And that's for kids, aged between five and 18. I'm only speaking about Boys Brigade and Girls Association because I lead it. I could be speaking about anything else in the church, just saying that we need everybody to take part. As we start working together, as we start doing things together, as the church starts growing together, then we'll go out into the community and do things that people won't believe Because it's not us, it's God. God will bless each one of us. God will take us to places where we've never been. God will strengthen us. There are some things that we do outside church with God's missionary work or I think there were ships and I can't remember the the right phrase for it, ships of what was it called a few years ago? Mercy ships, I think it was called. Some of the things we do.